1: is here, host of the Business Bros Podcast, where we're helping you create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow. We got a Zoom call today, so I'm down one business bro, but we got a special show for you guys today. We got Ethan Naomi and, uh, and Adina Jacobs, co-founder of STEM Goods on the show, based out of Australia, ladies and gentlemen. Australia, we're going way out of the country. So without further ado, I want to introduce my guests to the show. You guys, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. All right. I want to know who's going to go first, Ethan or Adina. Tell me a little bit about yourselves. A quick
2: little Ethan's snippet. Ethan's
3: going to go first. I'm volunteering me? Ethan.
1: You're volunteering <laughs> me. That's great.
2: So my name's uh, Ethan uh, Niholman. I'm one of the uh, co-founders of uh, STM. Um, uh, we started about 23 years ago um, in Australia, uh, making bags primarily, couldn't find anything cool to carry it in and, and hence, I came up with a, a laptop bag with with Adina that allowed us to carry a laptop around from point A to point B. A little bit about myself. Um, I like jujitsu, so I train jujitsu almost every day of the week um, and uh, travel
1: a lot. Nice, nice. All right, Adina, tell me a little bit about yourself. How'd you guys meet? Oh.
3: So we used to work together for a fast fashion company. I was the accessories buyer and Ethan was the IT manager. And like he said, he bought a laptop and he couldn't find a bag that suited his lifestyle. So he put his laptop in one of those padded envelopes that you buy at the post office and then he put that inside a backpack. So that was his makeshift laptop bag in the absence of anything else. And he came to me and said... I can't be the only person looking for something like this. You know how to make product, and this is a good idea, so let's do something with it. So we did. and exactly. that was, like you said, 23, nearly 23 years ago. And you have to years. and you have to, ca- yeah.
2: Yeah. You have to mm. cast your mind back to that period. I mean, you, you, uh, there was no phone, no, no smartphones, definitely no no tablets, and everything that you owned was on that device. So backup was done with a zip disc. I don't know if anyone here remembers a <laughs> zip disk. That you bought and you used once. There's no way that everyone backed up every day. So yeah. not only did you have a a, a very heavy um, com- laptop, but also that was also very expensive. But also all the data, you, it wasn't st- there was no cloud. You you everything that you had, all the all the content that you generated was on that machine. And if that machine broke down, or you dropped it, or got stolen, that was it. And so what
3: we focused on with our product was a combination of disguise against theft, so we were doing cool-looking backpacks that were like a street-type bag rather than that black briefcase. Um, The protection, the physical protection, so extra padding, making sure that the laptop was suspended up off the bottom of the bag when you placed it down, and then comfort because... You know, in the past, what you'd have to do is carry a very big, heavy brick inside a black shoulder bag on one shoulder. And so we moved away from that paradigm and we made it into something that looked cool, that functioned well. You could organize all your things in it really well. And it didn't look like a laptop bag. So
1: 23 years ago, so 23, 20 years ago, I mean. Late 90s. Late 90s. Late, late 90s. So personally, I was still in high school at that time, right, um, and I remember going to high school at the time and if I needed to make a phone call, I got paged first of all, right? I had a pager at the time, you had to go put a quarter in the machine. Um, and, and a little bit after high school, I started this computer repair company. And even then, in the early 2000s, laptops, You were you were talking about being a brick, these things were massive and they didn't uh, hold yeah. very much information. It,
2: no, and, and you must remember the, the um, colored uh, Apple iBooks from, oh, from yeah. that time. So our, the, how we got into the Apple niche was the, the bags that we, we created, that first lot of bags that we created happened to match one-to-one to the colors of those, of those Apple iBooks. And there's five colored iBooks and we Apple happened to um, get four of the five colors spot on. And that's how we sort of found that, uh, Apple, Apple
1: niche. That's beautiful because it, it I mean, something about Apple is very cultural, right? Like when you have yeah. when you when you're part of the Apple community, which I haven't hundred percent converted. My laptop is a MacBook Air, yeah. But my phone is still a Droid, right? I haven't yeah. I haven't fully sure. moved over. But anybody who's in the Apple community, it's it's a total culture. Like they're they're a tight knit family, and everything's got yeah. everything's got to match from the iPhone to the laptop to the to the Apple Watch. Everything, even the little logo on the back and the way the colors light up, it all makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. You just kind of dipped into that culture.
3: Yeah. And Dip back then, the, the Apple community was completely different to how it is now. As Ethan said, it was really all about the laptops and the desktops. It wasn't about, there was, it, this was before iTunes. It was before the App Store. IPod, it was before iPod. all of that. It was, before yeah. iPod. <laughs> it was before iPod. So it was really like Apple products were either used in education or they were the domain of the artistic. Design. creative people, yeah. architects, designers, and that kind of thing. So we were really appealing to that market because our products had, um, a, a style element to it. Whereas all the other laptop bags out there at the time didn't, they were just the black rectangles. So
1: tell me a little bit about your, your start of the business itself. Were you guys, did you guys have full-time jobs and you did this like as a side thing that you kind of built into yeah. something or
2: Much was that? Times
3: way? and evenings.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, um, for the first probably 6 months in, until we had a product uh, both of us had full time jobs um at some stage i think in the first year um i quit my first time job to focus on this and adina did two jobs um helping with with the development and the building of stm and a full time job that actually paid money um, <laughs> and and we worked we worked out of a spare um study uh, in my uh, in my uh, apartment um we uh, again, you're, you have to go back and then there was really no internet. So so the first customers that we went to go knock on their doors, we found them in the yellow pages. You have to remember how long ago that was.
3: And, like, and I, then I, I, we talked up. Yeah. We, yeah.
1: we got to clarify this. Okay. so. Uh, for those of you who are, you know, less than thirty years old, the yellow pages were this big book that had pretty much every company in it. It's how you, you know, now you Google something. Back then, you wanted the phone number or the information, Press. whatever. If you didn't dial four one one, you opened up this big book of yellow pages. It was in alphabetical order, and you looked up the companies. It's yeah. funny how I have to explain that, but I. But well, it's, no,
2: I was just thinking. I was, I was laughing because the fact that you have to explain that. Is, is beyond me. But you're absolutely right. There'd be a whole generation that would not have a clue what the yellow pages were.
1: Yeah. It's, it's like a triple A, triple A insurance. The reason why they're called triple A is because when you named your company triple A, it showed up at the beginning at of the, beginning the a, of a section of the, of the yellow pages. Yes,
2: exactly. Exactly. So that's why everything is triple A. <laughs> everything. Triple mm. A plumbing.
1: AAA exactly. <laughs> so dude, you're going to tell me something about back then. What was going on back then in, in your life?
3: Well, oh, wow. Okay, so I was, like Ethan said, we were both working together at this fashion company. Then he resigned and he was spending full time on STM and I went to work for a swimwear company for a year. Uh, I had to pay the bills. i just moved out of home and I needed to pay the rent. Um, and then about a year and a half, probably close to two years into STM, I quit that job and then Ethan and I were working together. We set up an office in the spare room of his house. We used his garage as our warehouse and we worked in that, like that for about two years and then... After that, we figured we need a warehouse, we need proper offices, and we need to hire people who can help us build the business and we needed to have somewhere for them to sit. They couldn't be sitting on Ethan's couch. That's, well,
2: your your <laughs> your your cousin or your yeah, sister-in-law, my sister-in-law did sister-in-law did sit um on our couch for many a yeah. month.
3: Yeah, so, she did. That's true.
1: I'm wondering about like that time frame. Two years before you moved out of, you know, being in a garage, being on a couch. Um, for two years, that's that's quite the struggle for a lot of people. Some people can't look past you know what's going to happen next week. Uh, I, you know, tell me a little bit about your vision of what you had for the company and, and how it's kind of grown into what it is today. And like, what did it feel like at two years? Like, were you getting there? Was it was it like? And, and I think that's one of the things that
2: always happened. We were always there was always progress in what we were doing. We we're mm-hmm. never sort of going backwards. I'm not saying it wasn't a struggle and it wasn't hard and we didn't have to pound pavement and 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 do all those things, but there's always there's always progression to it, and it might have been slow again, slow. I don't know if two years is slow or not, but there was always progress to it. And you could always see that light at the end of the t- at the tunnel, and there's uh, good uh, reviews about the the product, and and more customers coming through, and and more recognition, and larger distribution networks, and more people interested in what we were doing. So there was always progress, and so we could always see. What's next we always could understand what was next so the, the, although it was hard there for me There really wasn't that time a, a dark moment where we said th- when I said this isn't going to work at all
3: No, We had a backup plan before we put our money into the product We said if we can't sell this through the customers that we think are going to take it We'll take it to the markets and we can sell it there And I don't think we were ever really serious about that But it was a sort of a backup plan sort that we of, never yeah. had to yeah. execute so it you know, from two years from when I came into the business full time, we were paying ourselves salaries. They weren't great, but we were, we were able to pay ourselves.
1: You were yeah. living. Yeah. It was a living yeah.
3: wage. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
1: That's, a, that's impressive. I mean that, that kind of story is the kind of inspirational story that people are looking for. Like you grinded it out. You, you weaned yourself off the nine to five yeah. um, at what point did your business start to become a business and not where you're self-employed the whole time?
2: I think when we, I think about 2004, 2005, when we sort of expanded to the U.S. and we started to develop a relatively significant uh, business in Europe. In Australia, we had a large number of of, of retail outlets that we had consistent sales to. Um, I think that's sort of when it started to be less of a uh, uh, self-employment and more were employed by the business, if that makes sense.
3: Mm -hmm. Having Um, said that, though, Ethan's always had a strong focus on managing cash flow and making sure that we can afford to do what we need to do. And so... You know, we've never lived extravagantly. We've never spent money that we shouldn't spend. He's always got, had a really close eye on that side of things. And it was a proper viable business before that because even if it was small and we weren't moving that much product, Ethan made sure that on the business side of things, we established it as as we wanted it to be in the future, not as it was as a fledgling well, startup.
2: And, and that we didn't get ourselves into a into a financial hole that we couldn't dig ourselves out of. And I think yeah. that was key to at least our survival at the beginning and, and continues to be key going forward is that we don't commit to things that we we, we don't believe that we can afford and so we don't dig our, ourselves into a huge financial holes in terms of debt and in terms of cash flow and all those all those other um financial uh loopholes or financial uh, bit holes that people sort of get into when they're starting when they have startups and, and sort of wanting to push the growth and grow as big as you can as quick as you can
1: 23 years means you went through two of some of the bigger market cycles, um, things like the, the dot-com bust. you went through 9-11 and you went through uh, the, the 2008, you know, big time uh, downward recession, market yep. recession. Yeah. Um, how did that stuff affect you? And and before you get into the the sure. effects, you know, wh- did you or have you transitioned into? Obviously, I hope you did uh, into using the internet and sales. Uh, you know, yep. internet sales,
2: direct sales. Well, the two thousand. So the the really first big one was the dot com one, where we where the couple of our bigger stores that we dealt with sort of started to go out of business. And then really quick on that heels, it seems like it was about a year, probably from the dot com bust. Um, there was 9-11. I mean, it, there wasn't a huge gap between that and that most of our, the travel industry that we dealt mm. with sort of went went out the window um, for that period of time. So we really had to, to accommodate and adjust how we operated, who we dealt with and really found, um, which has become a really important and big part of our market is the education market. So dealing with the school districts, dealing with um, uh, local governments dealing with schools, or, or people that sells that sell the schools, which are have a little bit a different product cycle and a different uh, buying cycle to what uh, um, a retail store would have. Yeah. Um, we also to continue that we on for a very long time. We did not have an online store, and that was a deliberate act. Um, we had an online presence, but not an online store. We felt that we didn't want to compete. Um, directly with with our resale channel, which we had a relatively large, broad retail um, presence, and by us um, putting stuff online, we were directly competing with them. That changed in 2011 or 2012, but that was for for what was a very long time in our industry. At least, yeah, uh, we never really competed with with that, and we didn't go have an online uh, an online retail store until until probably then.
1: Well, you guys, I'd imagine, uh, with what you were doing, especially early on, the key to success was having the distribution channels, right? The having the the retail, the brick and mortar that would that would house your particular product. So it makes sense that after two thousand eleven, when brick and mortars really struggling to pay its overhead, that you had to find another revenue source,
3: right? And Correct. that was happening from very early on though because like what you see of a brand is, is their retail presence but that just skims the surface of what we do. That's just one of our avenues to market. We do work in, like Ethan said, in education. We do like a lot of other product that's not just about products sitting in a retail store. So that's allowed us to really um, ride the waves of different economy, you know, ups and downs because we've got a lot of different customers that span a lot of different areas.
2: So, so that kind of diversification has allowed us to ride a lot of these um, uh, booms and busts in different sectors and different areas of the world.
3: Yeah, it's yeah. It's, and important. it's not that we don't get impacted by them, uh, sure. but we can maneuver through them. Yeah, and
1: it's an, it's important that diversification. I mean, I always refer to it as like uh, income streams. Right, you have different spokes on a wheel, and you're trying to make sure when you're, especially when you're talking about managing your company's cash flow. Um, you can't have all your eggs in one basket because if something were to happen that's out of your control, that would sink the ship pretty quickly. So you guys seem yeah. to have have pretty good diversification there. Yeah. Um. um once you went in, in 2011 when you shifted over to direct to consumer, um, how much time have you spent on things like creating your like marketing your brand or establishing your brand? Because I'm sure your your brand was known in the retail location, but now going to direct consumer, it's a little bit different.
2: Absolutely. Um, we spend a lot of time and a lot of effort, um, both on, at the moment on social media and in other means to, to uh, promoting the brand. Um, and it is a diff, it is a slightly different paradigm. Um, but it, it, it's, it's, we spend a lot of time and a lot of effort on, on, on those type of mediums.
1: What kind of stuff are you guys doing for, uh, for, for branding purposes? Um,
2: one of the really cool things that we're doing at the moment is augmented reality. And, and it's one of the, it's, it's everyone does Instagram, everyone does, but but our use of augmented reality and what you'll see coming from us in the future from augmented reality will really blow people's minds. Um, We've uh, created 3D models um, that you're able to um, dive into, um, uh, that are transparent, that you can see all the pockets and how everything functions, um, that have a very, very, very close uh, resemblance to the physical product, that you can uh, have the product pop out of a box and actually spin it. You can change color, and we're taking that to the next level um, with our website over the hopefully the next two or three months. That you'll be able to do all this not through an app, but directly through your browser on the website, which is something that's really, really um, revolutionary. That, so is really that is cool. It is, is really, cool. it, it is really, really cool. It's Let me really tell you,
1: cool. this over Christmas I bought my son. Uh, well. I can't say I bought my son because in, in my household uh, we we always talk about how uh, you can have anything you want as long as you go out and make your own money, right? So I yeah. encourage him to go out and make his own stuff. Ocu- I bought him a, we bought him an Oculus Quest, right? Yep. This thing was four hundred bucks, so he came up with half of it. We got the other half. Wow! So. I didn't think anything of it. I'm like, oh, cool. He wants this video game thing. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> but then I put it on, right? I put it on and I was standing next to Darth Vader. He was right in front of me. <laughs> like the, the virtual reality and <laughs> things impressive. <laughs> so when you're talking about, you know, being able to hold this thing and see it right in front of you, like once you've experienced this, where the virtual reality is going, it's yeah. going to take retail shopping to a whole new level. You're going to be able to Physically see, hold, grab. You know, I, I I get a little dizzy when I'm climbing up ladders in this place, and and I can see the great you know horizon and everything that happens in there. Imagine taking that giant experience and bringing it to what your product is. Now I can yeah. I can decide. I can try it. I can see if I even like it. I can. So you- uh, put my laptop in digitally I can put it in there and yeah. then you
3: can pack it up it with all your stuff
2: and, yeah and, and so, I mean we have we have a, a really cool thing as part of the app is try it on so you could you could actually uh, physically put it on your or, or virtually not physically because we're talking virtual <laughs> virtually put it on your back and see how it looks so it's 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 we're, we're doing stuff like that that really highlights what we're sort of all about and and I think one of the cool things about about what we've done over the last 23 years is we haven't necessarily we haven't changed our product still is designed to really do the same things that we've always, that it's always done from the outset, is provide, uh, provide that usability, be a little bit clever, a little bit smarter than everything else that is out there, provide that level of protection, that level of usefulness, that level of understanding of how the tech is used and how it is used for. And that, that's, that's, in essence, hasn't changed. And this is sort of just a, uh, the next stage of, of the progression within, within what we're doing as a brand.
1: And that's amazing. You guys are always looking forward. Everything I've, I've heard so far, everything from 23 years ago when we have this brick of a laptop to today where you're using new marketing strategies to, you know, bring the the consumer a product that they otherwise, I mean, think about that. Like right now in Amazon, if I want to try something, I order it, it comes to my door, I try it, I don't like it, I ship it back. Right. Exactly. And that's such, I mean, think about that from, from the business standpoint, somebody is paying for that shipping, oh, whether yeah. it's you yourself trying it on and playing for their shipping or the company's eating the cost yeah. I guarantee you, it's not Amazon. No, no <laughs> right. yeah. well, And the all the waste that
3: comes with that as well, extra packaging, all of the transport costs involved in it, all of the, well, fuel the
2: environmental is. aspect to that as hmm. well. I mean, it has to get from point A to point B.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. So I mean, innovations like that are, are are gonna be, you know, they're the next step. And I, I tell people all the time when you're talking about you know creating a brand for yourself and and getting something different, something that makes you stand out is absolutely important. Things like search, for example, when I say, you know, Alexa, find me a bag. If I don't specify the brand, it's gonna give me the bag that Amazon prefers me to ship, right? It's not it's not gonna yeah. get me what exactly what I'm looking for. Branding is that vitally important, oh, more sure. so today than any other time well
2: because you're you're able to look you, you the, the selection of product that you're able to search for is endless it used to be in the store in
3: you.
2: yeah it used yeah. to be in the store and then it used to be what you're in region and then maybe what you're in your, in your, your state now country now it's really the world yeah when, when you do a search you should searching everywhere
3: and and part of what we're doing is educating people on the other end of our product so that they can make a good decision that works for them and makes it easier for them and more seamless for them
1: so what do you guys see for your future? 23 years have gone by. Did you, <laughs> you, know, did you think 23 years from now we're going to be doing this? Uh, what, and, and if so, like, where do you see yourself in the next few years? Like, is, this, is this something that you're going to build and sell and walk away? Is this something that you're going to continue to grow, pass on to your children? What do you, what do you guys see this company? Yeah, at the moment, sure I think
2: we're all… That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're, we I'm. I, I'll speak for myself. I'm really continuing to love what I'm doing, and and I think that's that passion for what we're doing, the passion for the product, the passion for the brand, the passion for the category in general, is is. I sort of still get up, still get up in the morning, excited about continuing to work. We're from a product and a brand perspective. We're we're evolving. We're continuing to change. We understand that the market is shifting. That the aspect of globalization, but thinking also at a local base, uh, local level, and, and how products are manufactured and, and how they get from point A to point B. So we're continuing to evolve um, the brand from all those aspects. And so I, 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 the foreseeable future, the next three to five years, is, is that we have a pretty good product roadmap in terms of what we're trying to do from a brand and sort of taking it across m- uh, more categories, across more uh, brands. So we're not so Apple, Apple-centric, but focusing on uh, Microsoft and lenovo and dell to bring it across the border so it's it's exciting for us at the moment because it really is
3: it really yeah it is i mean we're very agile because ethan and i are the owner founders and we're very involved in the day-to-day we we've got our hands in everything and so whatever like we've got some good plans in place and we're really able to to make a difference and to make a change in everything from, you know, the way the environment is here for the people who work with us to how things operate at our factories, to how we do our packaging and, and what type of product categories we go into and, and what part of technology we follow. So it's exciting and interesting. It's, it was 23 years ago and there's something different every day. Well, Yeah.
2: Luckily Mm -hmm. for the category that it's, that it changes all the time. And and you, you would know that it's, it's so different uh, where, it, where it was 23 years ago, and, and the truth is we don't, none of us really know exactly where it's going to be tomorrow either. So it's really neat to be in, a cat- in such a dynamic category um, and be part of the growth of that dynamic category. We, I mean, we truthfully were probably one, if not the first, one of the first companies to come up with a laptop backpack. I don't know that anyone else um, at that stage um, had, had anything different.
1: Well, back then, the internet was a fad, remember? It yeah, wasn't going to exactly. stick around. No. No. <laughs> no this absolutely. thing that, that took over your phone. It's not Everything. something... You, yeah. yeah.
3: And, and it was terrible then as well yeah. because it wasn't optimized. So it was what like... Is it? What well, was it? 28K? Tiny. Was yeah. it
1: any,
2: and you couldn't, you couldn't get a receive a call because it was on the same line?
1: No, no. You, you better have call waiting or something, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <right? laughs> what two, lines? two phone lines from my house, exactly, please? <laughs> exactly. You need to. Yeah, but, exactly. Guys, I, I want to thank you guys for coming on the show, and I want to make sure that people are aware of where they can get your product, where they can get more information. So go ahead and, and let people know how they get a hold of you, how they get uh, more information on the products that you guys have.
2: Uh, the best place to get more product uh, information is to go to our website. Um, so if you go to stmgoods.com, um, that is that really everything we have, and everything we do, and everything uh, that we're about is really on that website.
3: Yeah.
1: Awesome. Uh, that's amazing well you guys have a a very uh inspirational story i i love how uh just the grind that you guys put into it ever ever since the beginning of you know starting in a you know a little apartment and having a garage and like building to where you are today so where you have fancy offices with white backgrounds <laughs>
3: <laughs> and plants right and plants yeah, right and plants. Yeah, you
1: know yeah, and, yeah. and and you know being based out of australia and, and going you know basically growing across the world and and, and growing with with the technology with, I mean, literally it's a laptop bag and as the laptops evolved, you evolved and developed such a great company. And uh, I want to tell you guys, thank you for coming on the show and sharing your story with us. I mean, that's inspirational. I, I swear there's a lot of people out there who have an idea, who have a concept and never implement because they're afraid of what people might say, that they might not succeed, that they, whatever their, their limiting belief is. But you guys yeah. are that story where it's like, take action, do it, follow it. You never know. 23 years from now, you still be dreaming about bags and waking up every day trying to make it better.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, we, we appreciate this. It's always fun to to share some of our experience and, and to, to go back and look at what we've done. And, and we really appreciate the kind words. So thank you for the opportunity as well. It's great. Thank
3: you.
1: Of course. Of course. Ladies and gents, make sure you guys check them out. STMgoods.com, you said, right? Yep stmgoods.com. Alright, guys. Thank you very much, ladies and gents. That's all we got for you guys today. Peace. Thank We're- you.
0: Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email, businessbros at right now or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening.